Welcome, apprentices and acolytes, to Unlock the Knowledge, the Star Wars podcast that gives you everything you need to know. And today, we're going over the book of Boba Fett and whether or not we need a season two. Ready up. Ready up. My destiny. Fam, you know it is time. Everybody, apprentices and acolytes coming in to the Dark Temple. Visited by Mera Jade, Luke Skywalker, and Kyle Katarn, and so many other Force sensitives like yourself. It is time to get the knowledge. Ooh, man. How about that finale? I know a lot of people are feeling a little empty after the Book of Boba Fett, and I feel like it's expected. Although I really enjoyed this series, I feel like there was a lot of left on the table. Just complete missed opportunities. And it's not that it was bad. It's not that it was terrible. No, 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 no. I love the series. In fact, I've just kept binge watching it ever since it stopped. I watched about the first four episodes again today. Man, and I feel like as much as I love the show, there still could have been so much done. But hey, you remember watching The Mandalorian Season 1 over and over until we got Season 2? And you feel like, wow, you know, this was so good. And I, I think when I saw Mandalorian Season 1, I said to myself, there's no way that this would get better, right? This is the best of the best. But then Season 2 was incredible. Season 2 was probably some of the best Star Wars ever of all time, I feel like. And, and just like everything lined up consistently so good. And I feel like we potentially can get that with a Season 2 of The Book of Boba Fett. And honestly, like, man, I feel like The Book of Boba Fett didn't do as much as it could have with Boba Fett and his reputation. Yes, you know, he escaped the Sarlacc Pit, which is something that a lot of us that read the Expanded Universe, the books and the comics and the video games, we all know that Boba Fett had survived for so long. We all know the story. But a lot of those movie-only fans don't necessarily understand. They don't know. And that's fine. That's totally understandable. But at least with, with, with Boba Fett, I feel like there still should have been a lot more of his story. Ah oh, man, and I and when you watch the Tuscans and everything that goes on with the Tuscans, I just rewatched that episode today for like what the third or fourth time I think, and you know he's practically like crying at the end there. Go back and watch it where he's putting in the gaffy sticks, and there's three, you know, the kids, and then the warriors, and then of course the chief, and he's actually like crying, not like bawling. No, he there's actually a tear in his eyes. His eyes are watering. Um, so it's it's it really seems like it it hits him. And yeah, there's definitely parts too where he, yeah, he's a little nice, absolutely. And I feel like a lot of that criticism that you've heard so consistently throughout these last seven weeks, it's quite warranted, yes. Is, but is Boba Fett a pushover? No, I don't think so. I just feel like there still wasn't enough necessarily to really support that Boba Fett has changed. What, what about this made him so into this? And I feel like when you get into episode four, I think yes, it's so five and six. Yeah, episode four, where you know he's talking to Fennec Shan, and he's like, "Dude, I, I was done with bounty hunting. I was kind of done with this." And uh, everyone, I think everyone that kind of told him, including Cat Bane and Fennec Shan, they were all like, "Oh well, you know what? You're getting soft in your old age. You know, the, the Tuskins made you weak and it's soft." And like, no, 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 they made me stronger. You know, and and I and I feel like. We still don't have that tribe yet. Yes, we have the mods. Yes, we have Black Santin and Fennec Shan. And, and, you know, we have Boba and kind of sort of Din. 
but I still feel like there's so much more that he can achieve. I, I really feel like at the end of Boba Fett Season 1, it's very similar to The Mandalorian in Season 1. You know, he has Cara Dune, and he has Grief Karga, and he had Queel, right? And then he's got Baby Yoda, Grogu. And so it's kind of like the same thing. I mean, it's it really, it kind of does follow that template, especially with episodes that aren't as impactful as others so maybe uh during the end maybe we're gonna see something next year and i and i feel like we do need a season two i i feel like boba fett can go on for another two seasons when you talk about the criminal underworld there is so much to be had and i'm going to talk about this later in the podcast because there is a message that i need to tell you all because it's very important and it's going to be vital to whether or not we're going to get more content in the star wars universe with boba the fett baby all right so let's talk about the bounty hunters, right? We, you know, we had we had Cad Bane. And I feel like one of the biggest things was Cad Bane should have been brought in earlier. I, I, I'm thinking first episode, and if not the first episode, second episode by far. That's when he meets the Pikes. You know, he, he sees the Pikes. Uh, and, and then I think in the third episode, yeah, that's when the, the Tusken Raiders are gone too. So maybe the third episode would have been a really great opportunity for Cad Bane to show up. But the thing is, is like with Cad Bane, he's such a huge character, man. I mean, this is the dude. This the, every, You walk up with Cad Bane and everyone's a dunzo, right? He's that strong. This is the most, one of the most fearful bounty hunters in the entire Star Wars universe. Everybody knows his name. It is Cad Bane, baby. You know, with his toothpick and everything. And if he was introduced earlier, I think that would have been the hook and you know a lot of people were talking about the hook the hook you know we're on second episode third episode and we still don't have the hook right and then of course finally when you think you have the hook you have the mandalorian episode and then another mandalorian episode and then it's the finale so really quickly there you're met to the end of the series and although it was seven weeks there was a lot of space to do more when I rewatch it, I feel like uh, a lot of times, <laughs> I know this sounds like I don't like the show, but I actually really like this show. I really love the show. But I feel like there is a lot of episode filler points and time and footage that might be spent a little too much in places, you know? I know a lot of people were like, did they didn't, uh, some people didn't like episode two with them dancing and then him creating his gaffy stick. I love that. I think that's intricate. I think you could do that. But let's maybe say, you know, when he stops the train, maybe the training montage isn't as long as it is. You know, maybe the flashbacks don't take so long when he's seeing Camino and the tree. Uh, but then again, I feel like these are very important, vital parts to his story on, you know, basically who he is, on why he's doing this, why he changed his ways. Um, but I still feel like, yes, you know, maybe a couple of these scenes can be re-edited or would have been reshot or re-edited to the point Cad Bane would have been in. But at the same time too, you know, Cad Bane is such a huge character. All these characters are very important, you know, and it's not common for us to see uh, so many characters being introduced. We're still getting used to this. Mandalorian was the Mandalorian season two was the first time it had done this. And now uh, it feels like Star Wars is finally dipping into the plethora of expanded universe characters that we've seen for so long. And it's about freaking time, baby. So, Maybe they just didn't know what to do. May, uh, Cad Bane is such a huge character. How do you implement him and bring him in and start using him as a character? But I feel like, yes, he is so large. He's a character that will always take away from other aspects of your story. So you really do need to put him in 
gently, meticulously placed and incorrectly. But I feel like, although we only had him for two episodes, he was incredible. I just wish we got to see him a little bit more, because it's the story of Boba Fett. Everybody, everybody that knows Clone Wars, that knows Boba Fett and Jango Fett, knows Cat Bane. You know the history. You know why it's such an important part of the Star Wars universe with Boba Fett, Jango Fett, and Cad Bane. It's paramount, baby. They needed that. And I just feel like introducing him in the last two episodes was too little too short. Maybe that's why a lot of people felt underwhelmed with the finale, but still, it, it's still good. It's still solid. This is just something that I feel like we could have improved on, and maybe for season two, who knows what's going to happen. Now, where is the story going to go from Mandalorian? I feel like that's a huge thing, too, because you know. <laughs> I think we know now what's going to happen, and there's two aspects here that we're going to see, right? Three, actually, right? So we have Mando, and then we have Grogu's story, and then we have Ahsoka's story, which is going to tangle into the series as well. Mandalorian Season 3 is going to be very fun, very interesting, because where is Mandalorian going? Where is Din going? I think... He's going to Mandalore. I think he's trying to, you know, you know, kind of like bring back that reputation. He's going to redeem himself, which I also feel like is a little weird, you know, <laughs> because the armor is sitting there and she's like, oh, well, you know, you're you're not a Mandalorian anymore. Yep, you're a fraud. And um, Din is just sitting there with the Darksaber after defeating Paz Vizsla, who challenged him, who was the only other Mandalorian that they know that exists that follows their creed. So it's just like, well... Uh, okay, well, I just beat your only person that's supposed to be helping you. So, honestly, like, the way I see it, y'all are frauds. Deuces! And then he takes his Darksaber and he never returns. So it's, it's just, like, it's so silly sometimes. I feel like the way they are. Like, look at, look at Din, man. He's a living legend right now. He is. Din is a living legend. In, in their time, they have no idea that they're literally seeing this guy... And it's so important, too, because, you know, when you see Luke Skywalker and Moff Gideon sees him, Moff, dude, he's such a he's such a terrifying kid. Like, that is the guy. Luke Skywalker is the guy at that time. Moff Gideon knows at the time of season two that someone is destroying all of his dark troopers, right? All of all of them. And the and, and who he starts to think, he starts to understand that this is Luke Skywalker. This this guy went into this room with the Emperor and Darth Vader, the most powerful people in the universe. And, and Luke Skywalker walked out. And they didn't come back. The Death Star blew up. This guy walked into the Death Star, blew it up. This guy walked into the second Death Star, it blew up. He didn't destroy it, but it blew up. But the Emperor blew up, and Darth Vader blew up, and now he's on my ship. Now he's destroying my droids. And that's that's the craziness, right? Because Din Djarin is also like that. Din Djarin walks in, walks into the Mudhorn. He takes out, he gets the Suka, he gets the egg, right? Din Djarin walks in. Gets the Beskar. Beskar hasn't been seen in so long. The entire enclave is like, what the heck? And then they, they and, the, and then they think they are. That's the thing too. Is like they already want to excommunicate him, excommunicate him there because that is Imperial Beskar. It's not Mandalorian Beskar. So what he's wearing is like sacrilege, which is a joke because it's Beskar. This is what save. This is what this is from your home. It doesn't matter if it, if it's Imperial branded. It's still yours. From your ancestors, right? And so, yeah, he sees that, and so, and so who's in? But then again, not only is not only is he wearing the best guard, not only has he does this, and he has the crest of the mudhorn. Not only does he uh, have a 
freaking Jedi as his companion. Oh, oh, excuse me, a Force sensitive as his companion, which is something that is also so contradictory to the Mandalorian because the Mandalorians were literally almost bred like Spartans to fight Jedi from the Old Republic. Y'all remember that? Come on now. Like, and he and he's literally his own prophecy because he also goes into that same place with Luke Skywalker. He walks out alive, and he also walks out with the dark saber. But this man is sitting here, listening to the armorer, <laughs> listening to the most terrible supporting cast of his lifetime, the armorer, the armorer that he looks up to for some frickin' reason, right? And, and, and by the way, by all means, I love these characters. <laughs> I love these characters. I just think it's silly that Din Djarin literally has to go across the galaxy to a planet that he hasn't been since probably he was a tiny foundling, and then, of course, go into these mines and these fountains and find whatever's down there <laughs> with the dark saber by the way it's insane to me it's you cannot make this up dude you can't it's so funny because it's being written right and a lot of people always say you can't write this stuff but you can but it's crazy because yes dindajaran is ultimately the prophecy he is the chosen one and so many people not really only two mandalorians see him as something else but then you have the entire other side of the story with him and Mandalore and Bo-Katan and everybody else that's over there. So what's going to happen with all that? He hasn't even met Sabine Wren yet. And then, of course, they have this really beautiful dialogue in the Book of Boba Fett between Din Djarin and the Mandalorian, which I think is some of the best parts of the Book of Boba Fett, so you need to go back and watch it. And that is Boba Fett talking to him, and he's all like, you really believe that Bantha father? You know, and then <laughs> freaking Din Djarin whips out his pistol, baby, and he's all like, this is the way. Oh my goodness gracious. It's so good. It is so good. It's so good, man. It's so good. And I think that's what's going to happen here. We're really going to see where that's going to tail off. Uh, but then Grogu. And that's the thing, too. This is why Mandalorian is so amazing. The Mandalorian just continuously demonstrates why. It's one of the most thought after and sought out and hype Star Wars projects of all time. Because you have so much story and these characters are so good and so likable. Right? And then you have Grogu, right? And then you have Grogu, who's literally freaking new Jedi by whatever Mandalorian all fixed in one. And I, I know a lot of people are all like, well, I'm really upset because Grogu was returned really quickly and it absolutely devolves the choice of why he's... Yeah, that's true. You know, yes, absolutely. I, I agree too. I didn't want to see Grogu for years. But here's the thing. What if... <laughs> what if... Grogu has to go back to Luke. What if Grogu has to go back to Ahsoka? I just feel like there's so many things going on and something might happen to Grogu or Grogu is going to be starting to learn to use the Force because he's so much stronger now. But come on, fam. You know that Grogu is going to teach Luke about attachments. That's the whole point. Luke is holding up this Jedi Order thing and, and, and I feel like I, I love this so much because... Grogu is going to live for so long. Star Wars can use Grogu for years and years and years. And yeah, man, why not? Why not Grogu teach you about attachments? Grogu will teach you to f not, not, the fear, to, f to not fear the loss, which is entirely, sorry, I keep going around my mic because I don't know how to control myself, <laughs> which is entirely why Anakin Skywalker had that downfall. 
Which is entirely why Luke Skywalker also failed because he was the legend. He had to keep his reputation up because he was the legend of Luke Skywalker and so much of this coincides so well with The Last Jedi, which is one of the movies that I really wasn't so fond of. But it's really awesome because they're building up to supporting that and that's why it is so important to the story in Grogu because I feel like Grogu is going to make so much of Star Wars potentially more amazing than it already is. And that's why the expanded universe, that's why things outside of the movies are so important because they are there to support the story, to support the timeline. Ben, and you're getting all this knowledge and you're getting all this experience and there's so many new shows going to be coming out. And we're just getting started, man. We haven't even seen Andor. We haven't even seen Ahsoka. We haven't even seen Mandalorian Season 3 and the Acolyte and everything else that's going to be coming out. I can't freaking wait. It's so much. It really is. It really is so much. And then we haven't even talked about Ahsoka. And her calling. Why was she there meeting with Luke? What do they talk about? She already met Grogu. She met Anakin Skywalker. There's so much going on. You know, what was going down? What tie-in are they going to have with the Ahsoka series? And that's really all that I can speculate, because honestly, it's just shoulda, woulda, couldas, and he said, she said stuff. Nothing has ultimately been confirmed, but you can know for a fact maybe Sabine is going to be there. Are they going to be looking for Ezra? What's going to happen with the, the world between worlds? And, oh my god, dude, it's, it's just... It's, it's, Oh, it's so much. <laughs> it really is. It's so much. But it's so fun because we're just starting. And this is what is so exciting about Star Wars, fam. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Star Wars is literally just beginning. But let's talk about this, alright? Season 2 of The Book of Boba Fett needs to happen. Okay? And this is what I want to say. I know a lot of us like to point out stuff that we don't like about certain Star Wars series. I remember when The Last Jedi came out, and I think everybody does, because people won't shut up about it, including myself. <laughs> so, when, when The Last Jedi came out, do you remember that movie, Solo, a Star Wars story? It was one of the first, and I think, only movies that didn't make a billion dollars. And that was pretty terrible for Star Wars fans that were excited about more Star Wars, because that ultimately killed any other movie standalone for Star Wars. And in fact, any content relating to that was conned, thrown in the trash, or at the very least put on the shelf and indefinitely continue, gonna continue. So, I know that the Book of Boba Fett is not perfect, okay? But as a collective Star Wars unit, as a community, I think we really need to stop ourselves from trying to critique and and continuously feed off the negativity although you may not have liked it because what happens if we never get another season two of boba fett what happens if we it, what happens if we don't get any more boba fett because the finale wasn't good or the uh, excuse me the finale wasn't well recepted or the episodes weren't well receptive you know and i think ultimately uh influence is the danger here because when you continuously talk about how you do not like something or this did not work i think that's ultimately the reason why we haven't seen the lando series a darth mole series or solo 2 or on solo whatever it is all those things in one because 
Solo has a lot of tie-ins to what Book of Boba Fett can be. You have Han Solo, you have Leia, you have Kira, who I do not know why she wasn't introduced in the Book of Boba Fett. But then there's characters like Prince Shizor. Literally, the character that was from the old novel back in the day. And it's one of the most important Star Wars novels too, I feel like, because there is so much that Brid said, have you listened to that story? That story is so good. Go back and li listen to that Legends character, man, and that Legends story, because it is one of the most original ideas of Star Wars, because it fits so well into everything in the timeline, and I love it, man. It's so freaking good. But here's the thing. Caesar, Kira, the Huts, Bounty Hunters, and the Hills of Obadiah, right? Obidia, I think that's the, the correct uh, pronunciation of that. The Pike Syndicate was so lively on Tatooine, but there's so many other parts of the Crime Syndicate that are so large that do not like the Pike Syndicate. They do not. It's all rivals. Although the Huts are there, although Crimson Dawn is there, although Black Sun is there, there are so many different parts of this crime syndicate, and I think it's time to utilize these, bring them out, maybe even create something else. Because the one thing I love about the Book of Boba Fett is it shows you the twins and the Huts, and now Hada talks about that very specifically. And then, of course, at the end, in the finale, you see Fennec Shan. She completely assassinates everybody that's in that room, including those pikes, baby. But that pike leader there, he was talking about his higher-ups on Obadiah. And that, of course, is the pike planet. That's where everything goes down. So who is actually leading all these pikes there? Who is trading the spice? I want it to be somebody important, and I want it to be someone connected to Shizor and Crimson Dawn, and Kira. It's time. That is a huge blockbuster storyline for Season 2. Make Boba Fett happen. Make him continuously go out there and do his thing. This is Lord Fett. I don't want to see the same mistake that the prequels that Star Wars did with Hayden Christensen and Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ian McGregor. It's time, man. You have the license. You have Disney+. Plus. Start creating these series. Put them in the work. It can work. Start building up to this. Make the universe larger. Show everyone out there that Star Wars is not just about lightsabers and the Force. It's not just about the Empire versus the Resistance or the Republic and the First Order versus whatever. It doesn't matter. Keep it going, fam. There's so many other characters. While I love seeing Luke Skywalker, and I really, really, really do love the DH, that's so freaking cool with the deep fake and Ahsoka and everything else, I feel like it's time. Keep doing this. Keep making episodes. It doesn't matter if a lot of people have never seen them or don't know what to expect next. I think that's what makes Star Wars so good, is because you bring in other elements that people have never seen in these live-action movies. Maybe they've seen him in the game, maybe they've seen him in the books, but that's the thing too, is that there's a lot of people who aren't necessarily able to do that and get fixed into all of that. But the fans here have a special opportunity to dive deep, to really soak it in and drown into elements of the Star Wars universe that they've never seen. Come on, you have the Rancor, have Lord Fett. He's building his team, but it's just starting, man. Go even further beyond. Take this stuff even further than Tatooine and Mos Espa. Come on. 
Let's go. Let's do it, baby. I'm so ready, man. But that's ultimately the thing here is that I want season two to happen. I know a lot of people were very, very kind of disappointed about the finale, but I still feel like there is opportunity here. What I really want to see in season two is not just all these characters from the expanded universe that we see in like Shizor and Kira, you know, but also, you know, like, what about all the other bounty hunters? You know, what about Boss? What about Dengar? You know, Cad Bane should be a lesson. What if Boba Fett did not want to kill him? You know, this character is someone that mentored Boba Fett after Jango Fett was gone. And I love, oh my gosh, I love the imagery. I love the symbolism of how, you know, he goes toe-to-toe -to -toe with Cad Bane, but he can't beat him with his Beskar armor, his blaster. No, 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 he defeats him with his gaffy stick. That's something he didn't have before in, in The Empire Strikes Back in Return of the Jedi his entire life. This is something new. This is a part that the Book of Boba Fett gave. And I feel like that's actually the most important aspect of the Book of Boba Fett, that he defeated Cad Bane with something that his entire career never gave him, that his tribe gave him, that his family, a part of his new character. And that is so significant to that. And I feel like that ultimately is the whole entire purpose of those six episodes, seven episodes in the book of Boba Fett. Because if, if, if Cad Bane goes up against him without that, I don't think Boba Fett walks out of there alive. Cad Bane is still that dude, but honestly, because of that female Tusken warrior, you know Boba Fett got them upgrades. And I love to see it, man. And another thing too is I wanna see is, I really want to see like, yes, I want to see things get bigger. I want to see a full out crime syndicate war with Lord Fett, his master assassin Fennec Shan, and we gotta see more of her, by the way. I love that character. And let it happen, man. Let like all of Tatooine start to get crazy because this is the outer rim. The New Republic cannot control what happens in that outer rim area. No, 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 no. This is far too out in the reaches of space for them to do anything. So Lord Fett has to handle his business the old fashioned way. Bring it in. And yes. Go to the other tribes on Tatooine. They literally talk about this in the Book of Boba Fett. So many other tribes had survived by killing. We survived by hiding. And this tribe is so unique too. Why not there be renown about this tribe? And and, and Boba Fett and, and this 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 outsider that was gobbled up by this Sarlacc. And, and survived and came out. And, and there was rumors from the tribes. Why not Boba Fett go back to where the tribe was, take out, not the gaffy stick, but maybe the chief's necklace or something as a sign of acceptance to show all these other tribes that, hey, I did this. I was with them. Tatooine is yours, but outsiders are t trying to take it. So we must take it back. And I think... That was something I wanted to see in the first season, but this time, if he could really do that, if he can align all the tribes, at least under his rule, no one's stopping him. No one's stopping him. And I think that ultimately <clears throat> should be the last, the, that should be like the finale of the second season is that, and then, you know, maybe him and Kira have some type of neutrality and they have to, and they take out Shizor. Oh, man, I just and the huts, man. I just, I just, I just feel like that there's so much potential, man. There's so much potential with all this. There's always so much potential. I think Boba Fett's story is just beginning. I really do. I hope I see more because I, I love it, man. And I, and I feel like 
Tamora Morrison deserves more too. You know, he, he I think he also does too. I think they all do, you know, but I want to see it. Let me know what you think, fam. This has been Unlock the Knowledge. Lord Dagavir coming at you from all over social media. Make sure you follow my Twitter, subscribe on my YouTube, and of course, podcast is always available anywhere podcasts are available. So please, apprentices and acolytes, I'll see you around coming in from the Dark Temple. Visited by Mara Jade, Luke Skywalker, and Kyle Katarn, and so many of the Force sensitives like yourself. I'll see you around, fam. Deuces. Welcome, apprentices and acolytes, to Unlock the Knowledge, the Star Wars podcast that gives you everything you need to know. And today, we're going over the book of Boba Fett and whether or not we need a season two. Ready up. Ready up. My destiny. Bam, you know it is time. Everybody, apprentices and acolytes, coming in to the Dark Temple. Visited by Mera Jade, Luke Skywalker, and Kyle Katarn, and so many other Force sensitives like yourself. It is time to get the knowledge. Ooh, man. How about that finale? I know a lot of people are feeling a little empty after the Book of Boba Fett, and I feel like it's expected. Although I really enjoyed this series, I feel like there was a lot of left on the table. Just complete missed opportunities. And it's not that it was bad, it's not that it was terrible. No, 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 no. I love the series. In fact, I've just kept binge-watching it ever since it stopped. I watched about the first four episodes again today. Man, and I feel like as much as I love the show, there still could have been so much done. But hey, you remember watching The Mandalorian Season 1 over and over until we got Season 2? And you feel like, wow, you know, this was so good. And I, I think when I saw Mandalorian Season 1, I said to myself, there's no way that this would get better, right? This is the best of the best. But then season two was incredible. Season two was probably some of the best Star Wars ever of all time, I feel like. And, and just like everything lined up like, consistently so good. And I feel like we potentially can get that with a season two of the book of Boba Fett. And honestly, like, man, I feel like the book of Boba Fett didn't do as much as it could have with Boba Fett and his reputation. Yes, you know, he escaped the Sarlacc Pit, which is something that a lot of us that read the expanded universe, the books and the comics and the video games, we all know that Boba Fett had survived for so long. We all know the story. But a lot of those movie-only fans don't necessarily understand. They don't know. And that's fine. That's totally understandable. But at least with, with, with Boba Fett, I feel like there still should have been a lot more of his story. Oh, man, and, I, and when you watch the Tuscans and everything that goes on with the Tuscans, I just rewatched that episode today for, like, what, the third or fourth time, I think. And, you know, he's practically, like, crying at the end there. Go back and watch it where he's putting in the gaffy sticks, and there's three, you know, the kids, and then the warriors, and then, of course, the chief. And he's actually, like, crying, not, like, bawling, no. he There's actually a tear in his eyes. His eyes are watering. Um, so it's it's it really seems like it, it hits him. 
And yeah, there's definitely parts too where, he, yeah, he's a little nice, absolutely. And I feel like a lot of that criticism that you've heard so consistently throughout these last seven weeks, it's quite warranted, yes. Is, but is Boba Fett a pushover? No, I don't think so. I just feel like there still wasn't enough necessarily to really support that Boba Fett has changed. What, what about this made him so into this? And I feel like when you get into episode four, I think it's, it's so five and six. Yeah, episode four, where, you know, he's talking to Fennec Shan and he's like, dude, I, I was done with bounty hunting. I was kind of done with this. And uh, everyone, I think everyone that kind of told him, including Cat Bane and Fennec Shan, they were all like, oh, well, you know what? You're getting soft in your old age. You know, the, the Tuskins made you weak and it's soft. And like, no, 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 they made me stronger, you know? And, and, I, and I feel like we still don't have that tribe yet yes we have the mods yes we have black or santon and fennec shan and and you know we have boba and kind of sort of din but i still feel like there's so much more that he can achieve i i really feel like at the end of boba fett season one it's very similar to the mandalorian in season one you know he has cara dune and he has grief karga and he had quill right and then he's got baby yoda grogu and so it's kind of like the same thing i mean it's it really it kind of does follow that template especially with episodes that aren't as impactful as others so maybe uh during the end maybe we're gonna see something next year and i, and I feel like we do need a season two i i feel like Boba Fett can go on for another two seasons. When you talk about the criminal underworld, there is so much to be had. And I'm going to talk about this later in the podcast because there is a message that I need to tell you all because it's very important and it's going to be vital to whether or not we're going to get more content in the Star Wars universe with Boba the Fett, baby. All right. So let's talk about the bounty hunters, right? We, you know, we had we had Cad Bane. And I feel like one of the biggest things was Cad Bane should have been brought in earlier. I, I, I'm thinking first episode, and if not the first episode, second episode by far. That's when he meets the Pikes. You know, he, he sees the Pikes. Uh, and and then I think in the third episode, yeah, that's when the, the Tusken Raiders are gone too. So maybe the third episode would have been a really great opportunity for Cad Bane to show up. But the thing is, is like with Cad Bane, he's such a huge character. Man. I mean, this is the dude. This the, every, You walk up with Cad Bane and everyone's a dunzo right he's that strong this is the most one of the most fearful bounty hunters in the entire star wars universe everybody knows his name it is cad bane baby you know with his toothpick and everything and if he was introduced earlier i think that would have been the hook and you know a lot of people were talking about the hook the hook you know we're on second episode third episode and we still don't have the hook right and then, of course, finally, when you think you have the hook, you have the Mandalorian episode, and then another Mandalorian episode, and then it's the finale. So really quickly there, you're met to the end of the series. And although it was seven weeks, there was a lot of space to do more. When I rewatch it, I feel like uh, a lot of times, <laughs> I know this sounds like I don't like the show, but I actually really like this show. I really love the show. But I feel like there is a lot of episode filler points and time and footage that might be spent a little too much in places, you know? I know a lot of people were like, did they didn't, uh, some people didn't like episode two with them dancing and then him creating his gaffy stick. I love that. I think that's intricate. I think you could do that. But let's maybe say, you know, when he stops the train, maybe the training montage isn't as long as it is. 
you know, maybe the flashbacks don't take so long when he's seeing Kamino and the tree. Uh, but then again, I feel like these are very important, vital parts to his story on, you know, basically who he is, on why he's doing this, why he changed his ways. Um, but I still feel like, yes, you know, maybe a couple of these scenes can be re-edited or would have been reshot or re-edited to the point Cad Bane would have been in. But at the same time, too, you know, Cad Bane is such a huge character. All these characters are very important, you know, and it's not common for us to see uh, so many characters being introduced. We're still getting used to this. Mandalorian was the Mandalorian season two was the first time it had done this. And now uh, it feels like Star Wars is finally dipping into the plethora of expanded universe characters that we've seen for so long. And it's about freaking time, baby. So... Maybe they just didn't know what to do. May, uh, Cad Bane is such a huge character. How do you implement him and bring him in and start using him as a character? But I feel like, yes, he is so large. He's a character that will always take away from other aspects of your story. So you really do need to put him in gently, meticulously, place him incorrectly. But I feel like although we only had him for two episodes, he was incredible. I just wish we got to see him a little bit more because it's the story of Boba Fett. Everybody, everybody that knows Clone Wars, that knows Boba Fett and Jango Fett, knows Cat Bane. You know the history. You know why it's such an important part of the Star Wars universe with Boba Fett, Jango Fett, and Cat Bane. It's paramount, baby. They needed that. And I just feel like introducing him in the last two episodes was too little too short. Maybe that's why a lot of people felt underwhelmed with the finale. But still, it, it's still good. It's still solid. This is just something that I feel like we could have improved on. And maybe for season two, who knows what's going to happen. Now, where is the story going to go from Mandalorian? I feel like that's a huge thing, too. Because you know. <laughs> I think we know now what's going to happen. And there's two aspects here that we're going to see, right? Three, actually, right? So we have Mando, and then we have Grogu's story, and then we have Ahsoka's story, which is going to tangle into the series as well. Mandalorian Season 3 is going to be very fun, very interesting, because where is Mandalorian going? Where is Din going? I think he's going to Mandalore. I think he's trying to, you know... You know, kind of like bring back that reputation. He's going to redeem himself, which I also feel like is a little weird, you know, <laughs> because the armor is sitting there and she's like, oh, well, you know, you're you're not a Mandalorian anymore. Yep, you're a fraud. And um, Din is just sitting there with the Darksaber after defeating Paz Vizsla, who challenged him, who was the only other Mandalorian that they know that exists that follows their creed. So it's just like, well, uh, okay, well, I just beat your only person that's supposed to be helping you. So, honestly, like, the way I see it, y'all are frauds, deuces, and then he takes the Darksaber and he never returns. So it's, it's just, like, it's so silly sometimes, I feel like, the way they are. Like, look at, look at Din, man, he's a living legend right now. He is. Din is a living legend. In, in their time, they have no idea that they're literally seeing this guy. And it's so important, too, because, you know, when you see Luke Skywalker and Moff Gideon sees him, Moff, dude, he's such a he's such a terrifying kid. Like that is the guy. Luke Skywalker is the guy at that time. Moff Gideon knows at the time of season two that someone is destroying all of his dark troopers, right? All of all of them. And the and and who he starts to think, he starts to understand that like, this is Luke Skywalker. This this guy went into this room with the Emperor and Darth Vader, the most powerful people in the universe. And and Luke Skywalker walked out, and they didn't come back. The Death Star blew up. This guy walked into the Death Star, blew it up. This guy walked into the second Death Star, it blew up. He didn't destroy it, but it blew up. 
But the Emperor blew up, and Darth Vader blew up, and now he's on my ship. Now he's destroying my droids. And that's that's the craziness, right? Because Din Djarin is also like that. Din Djarin walks in, walks into the Mudhorn. He takes out, he gets the Suka, he gets the egg, right? Din Djarin walks in, gets the Beskar. Beskar hasn't been seen in so long. The entire Enclave is like, what the heck? And then they, they and then they think they are. That's the thing too. Is like they already want to excommunicate, excommunicate him there because that is Imperial Beskar. It's not Mandalorian Beskar. So what he's wearing is like sacrilege, which is a joke because it's Beskar. This is what save. This is what this is from your home. It doesn't matter if it, if it's Imperial branded. It's still yours from your ancestors, right? And so yeah, he sees that. And so, and so who's didn't? But then again. Not only, is, not only is he wearing the best guard, not only has he does this and he has the crest of the Mudhorn, not only does he uh, have a freaking Jedi as his companion, oh, oh, excuse me, a Force Sensitive as his companion, which is something that is also so contradictory to the Mandalorian, because the Mandalorians were literally almost bred like Spartans to fight Jedi from the Old Republic. Y'all remember that? Come on now. Like, and, he, and he's literally his own prophecy because he also goes into that same place with Luke Skywalker. He walks out alive and he also walks out with the Darksaber. But this man is sitting here listening to the armorer, <laughs> listening to the most terrible supporting cast of his lifetime, the armor, the armor that he looks up to for some freaking reason, right? And, and, and by the way, by all means, I love these characters. <laughs> I love these characters. I just think it's silly that Dindajaran literally has to go across the galaxy to a planet that he hasn't been since probably he was a tiny foundling. And then, of course, go into these mines and these fountains and find whatever is down there. <laughs> With the Darksaber, by the way. It's insane to me. It's, you cannot make this up, dude. You can't. It's so funny because it's being written, right? And a lot of people always say, you can't write this stuff, but you can. But it's crazy because, yes, Dindajaran is ultimately the prophecy. He is the chosen one. And so many people, not really, only two, Mandalorians see him as something else. But then you have the entire other side of the story with him and Mandalore and Bo-Katan and everybody else that's over there. So what's going to happen with all that? He hasn't even met Sabine Wren yet. And then, of course, they have this really beautiful dialogue in the Book of Boba Fett between Din Djarin and the Mandalorian, which I think is some of the best parts of the Book of Boba Fett, so you need to go back and watch it. And that is Boba Fett talking to him, and he's all like, you really believe that Bantha fodder? You know, and then <laughs> freaking Din Djarin whips out his pistol, baby, and he's all like, this is the way. Oh my goodness gracious, it's so good, it is so good, it's so good, man, it's so good. And I think that's what's going to happen here, we're really going to see where that's going to tail off. Uh, but then Grogu, and that's the thing too, this is why Mandalorian is so amazing, the Mandalorian just continuously demonstrates why it's one of the most thought after and sought out and hype Star Wars projects of all time, because you have so much story and these characters are so good and so likable, right? And then you have Grogu, right? And then you have Grogu, who's literally freaking new Jedi by whatever Mandalorian all fixed in one. And I, I know a lot of people are all like, well, I'm really upset because Grogu was returned really quickly and it absolutely devolves the choice of why he's... Yeah, that's true. You know, yes, absolutely. I, I agree too. I didn't want to see Grogu for years. But here's the thing. What if... <laughs> what if... Grogu has to go back to Luke. What if Grogu has to go back 
to Ahsoka. I just feel like there's so many things going on and something might happen to Grogu or Grogu is going to be starting to learn to use the Force because he's so much stronger now. But come on, fam. You know that Grogu is going to teach Luke about attachments. That's the whole point. Luke is holding up this Jedi Order thing and, and, and I feel like I, I love this so much because Grogu is going to live for so long. Star Wars can use Grogu for years and years and years. And yeah, man, why not? Why not Grogu teach you about attachments? Grogu will teach you to f not, not, the fear, to, f to not fear the loss, which is entirely, sorry, I keep throwing around my mic because I don't know how to control myself, <laughs> which is entirely why Anakin Skywalker had that downfall. Which is entirely why Luke Skywalker also failed because he was the legend. He had to keep his reputation up because he was the legend of Luke Skywalker. And so much of this coincides so well with The Last Jedi, which is one of the movies that I really wasn't so fond of. But it's really awesome because they're building up to supporting that. And that's why it is so important to the story in Grogu because I feel like Grogu is going to make so much of Star Wars potentially more amazing than it already is. And that's why the expanded universe, that's why things outside of the movies are so important because they are there to support the story, to support the timeline. Ben, and you're getting all this knowledge and you're getting all this experience and there's so many new shows going to be coming out. And we're just getting started, man. We haven't even seen Andor. We haven't even seen Ahsoka. We haven't even seen Mandalorian Season 3 and the Acolyte and everything else that's going to be coming out. I can't freaking wait. It's so much. It really is. It really is so much. And then we haven't even talked about Ahsoka. And her calling. Why was she there meeting with Luke? What do they talk about? She already met Grogu. She met Anakin Skywalker. There's so much going on. You know, what was going down? What tie-in are they going to have with the Ahsoka series? And that's really all that I can speculate, because honestly, it's just shoulda, woulda, couldas, and he said, she said stuff. Nothing has ultimately been confirmed, but you can know for a fact maybe Sabine is going to be there. Are they going to be looking for Ezra? What's going to happen with the, the world between worlds? And, oh my god, dude, it's, it's just... It's, 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 Oh, it's so much. <laughs> it really is. It's so much. But it's so fun because we're just starting. And this is what is so exciting about Star Wars, fam. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Star Wars is literally just beginning. But let's talk about this, alright? Season 2 of The Book of Boba Fett needs to happen. Okay? And this is what I want to say. I know a lot of us like to point out stuff that we don't like about certain Star Wars series. I remember when The Last Jedi came out, and I think everybody does, because people won't shut up about it, including myself. <laughs> so, when, when The Last Jedi came out, do you remember that movie, Solo, a Star Wars story? It was one of the first, and I think, only movies that didn't make a billion dollars. And that was pretty terrible for Star Wars fans that were excited about more Star Wars, because that ultimately killed any other movie standalone for Star Wars. And in fact, any content relating to that was conned, thrown in the trash, or at the very least put on the shelf and indefinitely continue, going to continue. So, I know that the Book of Boba Fett is not perfect, okay? But as a collective Star Wars unit, as a community, I think we really need to stop ourselves 
from trying to critique and and continuously feed off the negativity although you may not have liked it because what happens if we never get another season two of boba fett what happens if we it, what happens if we don't get any more boba fett because the finale wasn't good or the, uh, excuse me the finale wasn't well recepted or the episodes weren't well recepted you know and i think ultimately uh influence is the danger here because when you continuously talk about how you do not like something or this did not work i think that's ultimately the reason why we haven't seen the lando series a darth mole series or solo 2 or on solo whatever it is all those things in one because solo has a lot of tie-ins to what book of boba fett can be you have han solo you have Leia, you have Kira, who I do not know why she wasn't introduced in the Book of Boba Fett. But then there's characters like Prince Shizor. Literally, the character that was from the old novel back in the day. And it's one of the most important Star Wars novels too, I feel like, because there's so much that Brids it. Have you listened to that story? That story is so good. Go back and listen to that Legends character, man, and that legend story, because it is one of the most original ideas of Star Wars because it fits so well into everything in the timeline and I love it man it's so freaking good but here's the thing Caesar, Kira, the Huts, Bounty Hunters and the Hills of Obadiah right? Obidia I think that's the, the correct uh, pronunciation of that the Pike Syndicate was so lively on Tatooine, but there's so many other parts of the Crime Syndicate that are so large that do not like the Pike Syndicate. They do not. It's all rivals. Although the Huts are there, although Crimson Dawn is there, although Black Sun is there, there are so many different parts of this Crime Syndicate, and I think it's time to utilize these, bring them out. Maybe even create something else. Because the one thing I love about the book of Boba Fett is it shows you the twins in the huts. And now Hada talks about that very specifically. And then, of course, at the end, in the finale, you see Fennec Shan. She completely assassinates everybody that's in that room, including those pikes, baby. But that pike leader there, he was talking about his higher-ups on Obadiah. And that, of course, is the Pike Planet. That's where everything goes down. So who is actually leading all these Pikes there? Who is trading the spice? I want it to be somebody important, and I want it to be someone connected to Shizor and Crimson Dawn and Kira. It's time. That is a huge blockbuster storyline for Season 2. Make Boba Fett happen make him continuously go out there and do his thing this is lord fett i don't want to see the same mistake that the prequels that star wars did with hayden christensen and obi-wan kenobi ian mcgregor it's time man you have the license you have disney plus start creating these series put them in the work it can work Start building up to this. Make the universe larger. Show everyone out there that Star Wars is not just about lightsabers and the Force. It's not just about the Empire versus the Resistance or the Republic and the First Order versus whatever. It doesn't matter. Keep it going, fam. There's so many other characters. 
while I love seeing Luke Skywalker, and I really, really, really do love the DH, that's so freaking cool with the deep fake and Ahsoka and everything else, I feel like it's time. Keep doing this. Keep making episodes. It doesn't matter if a lot of people have never seen them or don't know what to expect next. I think that's what makes Star Wars so good is because you bring in other elements that people have never seen in these live action movies. Maybe they've seen them in the game, maybe they've seen them in the books, but that's the thing too, is that there's a lot of people who aren't necessarily able to do that and get fixed into all of that. But the fans here have a special opportunity to dive deep, to really soak it in and drown into elements of the Star Wars universe that they've never seen. Come on, you have the Rancor, you have Lord Fett, he's building his team, but it's just starting, man. Go even further beyond. Take this stuff even further than Tatooine and Mos Espa. Come on, let's go. Let's do it, baby. I'm so ready, man. But that's ultimately the thing here is that I want season two to happen. I know a lot of people were very, very kind of disappointed about the finale, but I still feel like there is opportunity here. What I really want to see in Season 2 is not just all these characters from the Expanded Universe that we see in like Shizor and Kira, you know, but also, you know, like, what about all the other bounty hunters? You know, what about Boss? What about Dengar? You know, Cad Bane should be a lesson. What if Boba Fett did not want to kill him? You know, char this character is someone that mentored Boba Fett after Jango Fett was gone. And I love, oh my gosh, I love the imagery. I love the symbolism of how, you know, he goes toe-to-toe -to -toe with Cad Bane, but he can't beat him with his Beskar armor, his blaster. No, 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 he defeats him with his gaffy stick. That's something he didn't have before in, in The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi his entire life. This is something new. This is a part that the Book of Boba Fett gave, and I feel like that's actually the most important aspect of the Book of Boba Fett, that he defeated Cad Bane with something that his entire career never gave him, that his tribe gave him, that his family, a part of his new character, and that is so significant to that, and I feel like that ultimately is the whole entire purpose of those six episodes, seven episodes in the Book of Boba Fett. Because if, if, if Cad Bane goes up against him without that, I don't think Boba Fett walks out of there alive. Cad Bane is still that dude, but honestly, because of that female Tusken warrior, you know Boba Fett got them upgrades. And I love to see it, man. And another thing too is I wanna see is, I really want to see like, yes, I want to see things get bigger. I want to see a full out crime syndicate war with Lord Fett, and his master assassin, Fennec Shan. And we gotta see more of her, by the way. I love that character. And let it happen, man. Let, like, all of Tatooine start to get crazy. Because this is the Outer Rim. The New Republic cannot control what happens in that Outer Rim area. No, 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 no. This is far too out in the reaches of space for them to do anything. So Lord Fett has to handle his business the old-fashioned way. Bring it in. And yes... Go to the other tribes on Tatooine. They literally talk about this in the Book of Boba Fett. So many other tribes had survived by killing. We survived by hiding. And this tribe is so unique too. Why not there be renown about this tribe? And, and, and Boba Fett, and, and this, this, this outsider that was gobbled up by this <laughs> Sarlacc and, and survived and came out. And, and there was rumors from the tribes. Why not Boba Fett go back to where the tribe was? 
take out, not the gaffy stick, but maybe the chief's necklace or something as a sign of acceptance to show all these other tribes that, hey, I did this. I was with them. Tatooine is yours, but outsiders are t trying to take it. So, we must take it back. And I think that was something I wanted to see in the first season, but this time, if he could really do that, if he can align all the tribes, at least under his rule, no one's stopping him. No one's stopping him. And I think that ultimately <clears throat> should be the last, the la that should be like the finale of the second season, is that... And then, you know, maybe him and Kira have some type of neutrality and they have to and they take out Shizor. Oh, man, I just and the huts, man, I just I just I just feel like that there's so much potential, man. There's so much potential with all this. There's always so much potential. I think Boba Fett's story is just beginning. I really do. I hope I see more because I, I love it, man. And I, and I feel like tomorrow Morrison deserves more, too. You know, he, he I think he also does, too. I think they all do, you know, but I want to see it. Let me know what you think, fam. This has been Unlock the Knowledge. Lord Dagavir coming at you from all over social media. Make sure you follow my Twitter, subscribe on my YouTube, and of course, podcast is always available anywhere podcasts are available. So please, apprentices and acolytes, I'll see you around. Coming in from the Dark Temple, visited by Mara Jade, Luke Skywalker, and Kyle Katarn, and so many of the Force sensitives like yourself. I'll see you around, fam. Deuces.